Hey, what's going on, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to another episode. Uh, I'm excited to to hype this guest up. Like y'all are honestly not ready for this guest, Anthony Eisenman. So some of you may be wondering who is this person. So he's sold over fifty million dollars, million billion dollars <laughs> in enterprise sales. Uh, he's also knows the real estate game really well. Strong Instagram presence. And then also he has a podcast, The Anthony Eisenman Show as well. And this is someone who has a wealth of knowledge, obviously knows how to sell, how to move deals across the board, but also has a great one-up formula on how to be more present with yourself and how to journal and how to grow and learn throughout your life and how that all can be intertwined, even though you have a busy schedule. So for a lot of people that listen in that are sales professionals, this is something you got to pay attention to here because, you know, our whole purpose with this podcast is to go beyond just the quota, right? You get your quota. Great. But how do you become more holistic? How do you grow across the board? How do you become better and that's what we're really doing here so hopefully y'all enjoyed this episode with anthony i enjoyed interviewing him and let us know what you think real quick i want to show some love to one of our sponsors lessonly and my guy kyle lacy over there it's a powerful yet simple readiness and training software for high growth sales teams. And as we all know, it's a virtual environment, so it's really important to have the remote teams on the same page so they can deliver amazing experiences to the customers and prospects. And I love their motto, by the way, do better work, check them out. They're helping major brands like HelloFresh, Goodwill, Birchbox, and Thrive Market do success. And a lot of their clients are saying that their software gives them a lot more confidence in the way that they onboard their new reps and their existing reps. That's massive. So if you're in the market for it, check them out. Easy to use, easy to adopt. It's lessonly.com. So it's L-E-S-S-O-N-L-Y.com. And you can also click the link in the show notes to get there as well. Andy, anything that I missed there, anything that you want to expand on before we get into this? No, nah, first of all, I just want to say thanks for having me on, man. I mean, you know, we have connected. I mean, I think we got uh, we got some things in common. Obviously, we both love the sales game, and I think we both are trying to uh, figure out our our, uh, our our lives of what we do outside of sales, right? So I think that that's super important. But no, nah, man, you hit it, um, and I'm excited to chat with you. Yeah. So a couple of things we do before we dive into the meat of the conversation, we like to ask some questions that are personal to you. So you wrote in an article, this was back in 2020. You said the eight ingredients needed for a successful sales career. Uh, the one that you said for people to peep at was number six, look in the mirror. And I think that's really important for a lot of people because we don't <laughs> look in the mirror. We like to point fingers and blame other people. So can you talk a little bit more about that, of taking full responsibility of your situation? What is the reason that people don't do enough of it? And what do you do when you're looking in the mirror, do you actually look in the mirror? Do you write things down? What's that process like? Yeah, man. Well, you you really pulled something out because I had to think about what I wrote in that article, man. You know, sometimes when you're creating, <laughs> you put so much shit out and you forget. Like, did I say that? Yeah. Exactly. Like, hold oh. on. What was that again? <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what crazy shit is he about to hit me with right now? No, I'm just kidding. So, um, yeah, I mean, listen, I think I think you hit it right. I think, you know, a big shift in my life as far as success came 
when I started taking accountability and responsibility for everything that happened in my life, right? Mm. Whether it was good, bad, um, or, or indifferent, right? And I think, um, you know, I, I think people have a tough time doing that, right? So we always want to blame somebody else for the things that are happening in our lives. We always want to blame our environment or the government mm. or what's going on around us, right? So I think, you know, one thing for me uh, was as soon as I started to say, okay, listen, I'm not going to be at effect of my environment, right? Right. I'm mm. not going to let the world push me around. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be uh, responsible for my world, everything in it, and I'm going to create my environment, right? That was the mindset shift. And the only way to do that, man, is to, is to look in the mirror. You got to know what you're good at, what you're not good at. And uh, you got to continue to focus on your strengths and, and grow yeah. them. But at the same time, you got to focus on your weaknesses and, and uh, figure those out as well. You mentioned there was a point, points in your life that you've done that. What was the, what would you say, the inflection point where you really looked yourself hard in the mirror? Was it a certain scenario? Was it a certain age? Like what happened there? Yeah, I mean, listen, we all have a story, right? And I think, you know, for me, um, you know, my whole life uh, in the beginning was trying to figure things out, right? So my, you know, mm. my dad went to jail for 13 years, was raised by a single mom, you know, barely graduated high school. Like I was literally mm. at a working at a fast food restaurant after high school, right? So there's which, 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 which fast food restaurant? What was it? It was just a local one, it was a hot dog, like a Greek hot dog shop. In okay, cool. Hometown in Pennsylvania. So so all these things around me, right? Kids are going to college, right? I barely graduated high school, not because I wasn't academically, I couldn't do it. I was just doing other things, right? Not focused, right? Didn't want to. So people are around me going to college. I'm thinking, what, what am I going to do? Like, am I going to flip hot dogs my whole life, right? So yeah. that was that was, that was was one thing. Um, and then there, there was just a, t- a point in time where I was like, listen, I don't think that there, and even in my sales career, like people were doing better than me. And and I was thinking to myself, why is one person, you know, doing better than another person? Or why is this person who doesn't have any more skill set or can't communicate better? Why is he doing better than me? Right. Hmm. And you really, I really started to dig in. And, and what I found was like, I have to take responsibility for this shit. I can't wait for the prospect to come knock on my door. I can't wait for an organization to give me an opportunity to, for, for, a, for a great enterprise sales position. I got to go out and get this shit. Right. And mm. I got, I, I'm the one who's going to have to drive the bus. Right. So um, it's been a few times in my life where I've had to reflect back and do that. Uh, now, obviously uh, I'm, I'm blessed and grateful enough to be in a point in a position in my life where I've kind of honed in and, and mastered those things, not mastered, but you know, I'm at a point where, uh, you know, I don't have to think about it as much anymore. Right. No, that makes sense. Cause obviously as you have grown, you know what those things are. So you could take a quick look in the mirror rather than a long look. Like I got to really assess my life. So I appreciate you sharing that. And obviously sounds like there's a lot of things that you obviously had to go through with your dad, mom, and we'll dive deeper into that. But you mentioned things about waiting and that when I think about waiting, I think about patience. And I saw on your Instagram, I saw golf. And I was like, I honestly, one time I went on golf, it was so bad. I was like, I gotta, I gotta get out of here. I I'm going to go back and play basketball. So uh, the, the, the question for you is what is your favorite course that you played on and what's been your best score? Oh my goodness. So um, my favorite course is, is Torrey Pines. And if anybody knows Torrey Pines, it's, it's a public golf course in Southern California, right outside of San Diego. Uh, but but it's public, but 
you know, so when I say public, it's not private, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like, you know, some snooty golf course, but at the same time, they'll play the U S open there. They'll nice. play these big major events. So I grew up in the city, right in Pennsylvania. So what we used to do is we would go do, we'd get up in the morning and we'd ride our bikes with our golf, golf bags down to the golf course, the mm-hmm. city golf course, spent all day there, you know, ride back, do our paper route or whatever, and then come back and like spend the rest of the night there. So I have this thing for city golf courses, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I love playing these big, beautiful private country clubs and things like that, but I'm not a big fan of the environment and the culture, right? So I love a city golf course. So it's my heart. So when I get to play Torrey Pines, um, which is down in San Diego, it's just a, it just brings back some memories, but it's also this beautiful, you know, golf course. So um, my, my best score, you know, my best score was, um, you know, I, I did shoot in the sixties one time. Um, okay. That's really good, right? Yeah. So yeah, usually fire. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, but it wasn't like a really difficult golf course. I'm not trying to play it down. I played really good that day. Um, but my handicap is, is about an eight. So I'm usually seven. Right? I'm usually in the 78 to 80 range. So I'm playing a long time man. it's a tough game. Oh, I know it is. <laughs> it's a tough game, it but it, you, it'll make you look in the mirror. The thing I love about golf, and this is for anyone that's listening, you may not like golf. Here's the thing. It's just you versus the environment. You know, you're not passing it to MJ. He's not bailing you out at last second. You know yep. what I'm saying? It's not a team sport. It's just you versus the environment. And it really comes down to um, your mental toughness. Like, yeah. can you stay in your head and focus on that shot, right? Because um, everybody has, you know, once you get to a certain level, everybody has the physical uh, attributes to shoot a good golf round, right? Yeah. It's very, you're splitting hairs, but it really comes down to the mental aspect of it. I love that part of it. And then it's a lifelong game. I can play it till I'm 80. You can mm-hmm. take clients out um, and, uh, you know, you can close deals on golf courses. Um, you can learn everything you need to learn about somebody four hours on a golf course, man, playing 18 holes, everything honesty, mm. you know, are they honest? You know, do they, do they drink too much? Like <laughs> do they swear? Are they, yep. you know, do they get angry? Like everything you need to learn about something. So it's a, it's a, it's a great game, man. I love it. I love it. So uh, those are just really great answers there. And it kind of leads us into what do you do outside of work? You know, we, we just talked about golf, but what are the three things that you are doing outside of all the things that we mentioned at the beginning of this interview that help you be successful in your work? Talk to us about it. Yeah, absolutely, man. I appreciate it. So, you know, not only do I, you know, like you said, I'm a national account manager for for a privately held organization. And we do about we do about $100 million worth of business, right? We're trying to get to a $200 million company. I got a lot of stock options there. Uh, I manage like $11 million book of business, all top Fortune 100 companies, right? So that is the majority of my day. Still very, very stressful, as you know, dealing with Fortune 100 companies, C-suite. That's the majority of my day. Now, as I've um, expanded on, you know, my, uh, my social media, I've, 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 uh, you know, built out my personal brand, but I've also started businesses, right? So, you know, we have boiler room sales, which does uh, high ticket closing for entrepreneurs and influencers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I own a franchise, a logistics franchise. Uh, my wife and I, uh, own a real estate company where we do short-term rentals. So there's a lot of other stuff going on. We have two kids, six and four, right? 
Uh, yeah. My wife's pregnant again. You know what I'm saying? Luckily, <laughs> congrats no, to twins, twinslets. <laughs> no, I hope not, man. No, another girl, which I knew was going to happen. So that was, that was a no doubter, but um, no, we, we hope there's not two in there, man. We, we hope, but, but if there is, we'll be blessed. Like we, we, we always are. But um, with that being said, there's a lot going on. We're great. We're grateful and blessed that my wife is obviously she's been a stay at home mom for a long time. But my point is, there's a lot going on. Right. Mm. And what I've really found is when I I started with focusing on my myself first, mm-hmm. right, as opposed to um, you know my goals, my my customers, what's next, where are we at, what are the numbers, what do we got it right? We can get trapped into the same. Where's the revenue? Where's the new customers? Um, what I found was when I took a step back and really focused on myself and how do I make myself the best version of me so that I can pour into all these other things. It really, mm-hmm. really helped. Right. And, and I started to see exponential growth in my revenue income, you know, all these different aspects, health, right. All these different aspects of my life. So I say that to say, there's three things that I do every day before I do anything. Right. So well, I take that back two out of the three before I do anything. So I, I meditate every, every morning. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I journal every morning and then I, I try to get some exercise in, uh, every day, which doesn't happen. Listen, not, I don't do this 100% of the time. I'm very consistent and I'm very disciplined, but there's some things that, that, that obviously don't happen and, and, you know, life comes up. So, um, first thing in the morning, every day, I, I just sit down with myself and I do some guided meditation, man. And mm. other than the meditation, it starts my day off with a win. I'm not, again, I'm not letting the world push me around. I'm not getting up. I'm not looking at my device. I'm not looking at the news. So here's the tip. The tip is before I go to bed, I put my phone in airplane mode. Okay. Do you put it next to you or do you put it in another room? No, I put it's next to me, but it's in airplane okay. mode. Okay? okay. And when I wake up in the morning, there's no notifications on my phone. You know what I'm saying? Like my yep. phone has zero notifications. I have customers, you know, on the East Coast, you know, essentially there's a ton of emails in there. There's text messages, like right. the phone's blowing up. But at the end of the day, now I do wake up early too. I wake up at 4am every day mm-hmm. uh, and I'm on the West coast. But with that being said, it gives me an opportunity to wake up. I got my device. I can sit down. I can meditate um, without first doing something that's going to pull me off my square. Does that yep. make sense? Yep. Yep. And then I, and then I journal and I have different, and I have different ways of, of doing this. Journaling for me is really an opportunity for me to put my goals down on paper. Um, I, I, I write them in a certain way and it just gives me some perspective. And then I start my day again, I'm, I'm driving the bus, right? So I I've already meditated. I've already journaled, right? There's nothing, there's nothing uh, that the world's going to do to push me around. I'm going to, I'm going to win this day. Um, and then I kind of go from there. Love it. So those are the three. So we're talking about meditation every morning, journaling, and then exercise every day. Try to get some exercise. And we have a, we have a gym in the house. We just have, I mean, there's a Peloton down there. There's some weights. I usually like literally if I could just get, you know, I try to go for a walk outside, just something, yep. just, just, it doesn't have, listen, man, I'm not trying to be, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I just want not. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm 40 now. Right. And, and, um, and as you get older, I know people have said this and people say, like, you start, your body starts to get different. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't recover as much as I used to. I'm really big on sleep, right? So as I've shifted into this other age of my life, yep. I'm not, 
I'm not so focused on, I'm still focused on revenue. I'm still focused on new customers. I still want to be great. I still, you know, I'm still want to be number one, but that's not my first priority. The first priority is the stuff we talked about. And the amazing thing is, is that I'm doing better than ever in the other shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like Absolutely. I've had my best revenue year last year in a, in a pandemic this year, I'm on pace to, to do better than even last year. And the thing about journaling, the thing about meditation, the reason why people can't stay consistent with it is because they don't see immediate results. And the shit compounds over time, right? You don't see immediate results. You, you continue to do it day in and day out. And then you may look back in six months and be like, damn, right? I'm having yeah. a great year. I feel great. My health's better. My complexion looks better, right? You know, I'm spending more time with my family, whatever that looks like. Right. So it's a, it's, it's a long play. Yeah. I mean, uh, all this that you just mentioned is the long play. And that sounds like the theme is like really that long play longevity. You mentioned the same thing around golf, right? So let's get into the meditate every morning. You mentioned you do guided meditation. How long do you do that for? And when you do the guided, is there a certain app that you use? Talk to us about that. Yeah. So I use Insight Timer. It's a great app. Um, I paid for the premium version. You know, I think it was like one payment of it was I think it was maybe no more than a hundred bucks, you know, or you can do monthly and there's a free version. Right. So if you if you pay in full, obviously, it's a little bit of a discount. But anyways, you get access to, you know, thousands of teachers that do guided meditation. Right. So I think some people get they get put off by meditation because they think you got to sit there in silence and just count your breath. And that's not what that is for me. Right. I yeah. think that there's a space I may get there to some point. But for me, I want to hear somebody guiding me through something that's inspiring to me or okay. something that motivates me or something that makes me feel something. Right. So that's what guided meditation is. There's thousands and thousands of teachers on there. Find something that you can search by topic, whether it's performance, health, spirituality. I mean, listen, there's any way you want to take it. So what I would say is download the app Insight Timer. Um, play with it and find find people that you like, right? Find topics that you like. And that's probably what you'll stick with. I, I have a few different people that I love to listen to. Um, and I'm always looking for new ones as mm-hmm. well. But uh, they, my meditation ranges. Sometimes it's, you know, five or six minutes. Sometimes I go for 20 minutes. Okay. Um, you know, it all depends on how I'm feeling. It all depends on really what I want to get out of my meditation and you know you can you can use the app online right i don't do that because i don't have my phone online when i'm using it right because it's in airplane mode so you download i download what i want and then i can use it offline so that's how i use the meditation app i i love that breakdown and i think that's one of the reasons that i have a massive struggle obstacle with meditation because i feel like i have to go like home home and like sit in a room and there has to be like candles in the corner right and so it's just like i can't do it i'm like i can't it's just not me but i like the way you broke that down because now people probably feel more on to do that so insight timer y'all could go check that out apparently there's a free version if you want to buy it what anthony did you could do that as well and you're not even spending that long doing it so i guess my question to you is we have a lot of people that listen in that are sales professionals. How has meditation, this guided meditation, helped you in your sell, selling motion? Well, there's part of the medit. Yeah, thank you for that. And um, I appreciate it. I think people get a lot of value. I'm the same way. Like, 
listen, I don't need to be Buddha. You know what I'm saying? But I, <laughs> exactly. but I do want to take some time to myself, right. And focus on some, some, uh, some things, right. And have some in- set some intentions for my day. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think intentions are really good. You can get some intentions apps on there. Or, or I'm saying, you can get some intention meditations on there. Um, there's also, uh, there's also um, affirmations, right? I think are huge. I really, I really like those. Um, and you can set sales like affirmations, right? Things that are going to mm-hmm. help you in your sales profession. Um, what has really helped though is the visualization meditations, right? Okay. Talk, yeah. Talk about talk about that. Yeah. So I mean, it's just like anything, right? So when there's 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 meditations that if you're trying to accomplish something or if you have a big goal. They're goal-oriented visualization meditations. So it's literally guiding you through how to sit there and visualize your big goal, which is going to help it come to fruition, man. It's just the way the universe works. I don't care what you believe in, what your religion is, whatever this is, you know what I'm saying? You have to think what you want. And if you think about it enough while you're taking action, it will happen for you if you don't give up. It's a universal law, but most people give up and most people think about what they don't have as opposed mm-hmm. to what they really want. I, I love that you said that most people give up and most of the things that we want and obviously it's cheesy, but it, you get it if you keep moving forward and you have the confidence as you keep moving forward to do that. And so having the, and there's tons of YouTube videos that are even out there. If you type in visualization, whatever it is, money, health, relations. It's what we like to call on, the, on this podcast, we've called it woo-woo. Uh, it's a lot of, a lot of woo-woo, right? <laughs> but it's it's what works. <laughs> like The people that you follow on Instagram, the actors, actually mostly do a lot of visualization meditation. This is how they get their roles. This is how they get to the level that they're at. Uh, and one thing that you had mentioned is whether you're spiritual, religious or not. Now we could dive into this component. Did you dive into meditation because of your spiritual background, religious background? Is it something you saw other successful people doing? What, what did you start doing? Why did you start doing it on the meditation side? And then talk to us a little bit more about that journey. Yeah, absolutely. So for me, meditation was kind of the last leg to all this. Um, Mm. To answer your first question, I'm a spiritual person. Um, You know, I believe in God. I don't practice a religion per se, Mm -hmm. Um, but I believe that there's a hot there's listen, there's no way that I would have been able to do what I've done in my life without some sort of higher power getting me to where I got to go. Right. And, Right. and, and, And for me, you know, 15 years ago when I started to make these big goals, you know, they were so big that I had to have some faith in something bigger than myself was going to help me. Right. Cause my first big goal was I wanted to make $250,000 a year. Right. But mm-hmm. and my income at that time was literally like, like $250,000 where I like in my family, like if you make that in one year, like, you know what I'm saying? You're, and, you're blowing minds. People are just yo, like, and, 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 and the fact that I was like ridiculously in debt and I had all this mm. like, and I was making no money when I made that goal. Right? <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, people are looking at you sideways like, Andy, how are you going to I didn't even there? tell anybody. Like, <laughs> people would be like, dude, you know what I'm saying? But the point is you have to have some, I had to have some faith that something was going to go my way yep. that would, or there had to be something bigger than myself to help me accomplish that goal. I, I hit that goal. 
by writing it down, right? I wrote it down. I looked at it every day. So, you know, like drink, think and grow rich. That was like my think and grow rich moment. Yeah. Right. I was reading a lot and I was getting into that metaphysics kind of like you can you can manifest things. Right. That's that's where I started for me. And I, I I achieved that goal. So for me, I'm like, OK, like that's all I needed. I'm like, OK, this shit works. Right. Yeah. For me, it worked for me. You know what I'm saying? So as I've evolved in that space, um, it's just taken me to meditation. I just didn't start meditating because I was like you. I was like, you know, I've been I, before the past few years. I was always on. I'm like, I got to go, 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 sell, 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 do yep. more, do more, do more, do more. You know what I'm saying? That was my mentality. It's like the Grant Cardone mentality. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Now I feel like I can accomplish things a little bit more creative way and I can set back and I can kind of maneuver through the universe. And part of that is, um, and I probably sound woo -woo right now, but it's real. It's real. Part of that is meditation, but don't get it fucked up though. I'm saying I work my ass off. Like I don't sit here and fucking meditate all day. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody's going to outwork me either. So I'm saying I take a, I take massive action as well. Right. But I've just reversed my priorities. I'm not the go, 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 go person first now. Now I'm like, okay, I'm going to strategically sit down, take care of myself, map this out. And I've been more successful that way. Yeah. I've been successful both ways, but I'm just saying. You want to, you're more sane. I'm more sane. My health is better. I spend more time with my family. I'm making more money. Um, I feel good, man. I feel good. You know, I mean, I, you know, I think I look better as I'm getting older. You know, I don't know if that's just me just being woo woo, but you know, hey, I'll take it. <laughs> hey, whatever. take it. We'll take it. Whatever, man. I got a little gray in my beard, but whatever. Good. <laughs> it's all good. I know, I know. Getting an interruption in the middle of the episode and having an ad pop up in the middle of a great point is the worst. However, I want to show some love to my organization and sponsor, JB Sales. And as many of you know, I started out giving out sales content on a YouTube channel and podcast called the SR Chronicles. And I created the one-up formula to figure out different concepts. However, on a day-to-day basis, I'm still talking about sales. And I am a business professional that happens to give out sales techniques and a sales trainer over at JB Sales. And we train reps for leading companies like Slack, Google, MindBody, Salesforce, and many fast growing companies like that. And what some of you may not know, hot tip, is that you can access our content for yourself with our new on-demand platform. So people are constantly asking me for my sales tips and constantly asking questions from multiple platforms like on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and everything that I talk about is inside of the on-demand platform. And we're seeing crazy results from people all across the board. And people are DMing, telling me, hey, we're, we're scheduling 20x more meetings, 2x on our cold call conversions and using video prospecting to schedule net new meetings into accounts they never were able to. So if you're interested in this, on these incredible results that we're seeing, feel free to check us out. And if you're in sales and if you're looking to up your sales game, this is for you. So check us out, JB Sales On Demand over at ondemand.jbarrows.com. That's ondemand, J-B-A-R-R-O-W-S.com. 
And per usual, I'll put the link in the show notes. All right, let's get back in the episode. Uh, and yeah, if you go check out Anthony's Instagram, um, he definitely is spending quality time with his family. I see like the Instagram stories and the posts that you put out there. It's incredibly important. I'm not there in my stage of my life, but I know some people listening in are on my side and the younger side. But, you know, as you get there, your priorities do change. You know, people have come on here and said, hey, when I got kids, when this happened, their priorities changed than they were in their career 10, 15 years ago. So you're hearing it right, right, right from Anthony on why this is important to do this meditation and to write things down. And I, I always say this about Think and Go Rich. I've read it too. Most people have. Napoleon Hill, if you have not read it, go read it. It The book says, think and grow rich. It's not read and be rich, right? It's you got to actually think and you actually got to grow rich. It's not just like, oh, let me actually like meditate, take action, which goes into the next part, which is journaling, right? So you're journaling every morning as well. And I, I like how you put your phone in airplane mode. I put my phone in a separate room. Uh, I don't even I don't even have it even near me because I know I'll just get like get right on it. But I like the airplane mode as well. Staying away from the news, staying away from all the toxic things that are out there. So you mentioned writing things down goals. You also mentioned writing things down like your affirmations. What else are you journaling here? Yeah. So journaling uh, has just kind of been a, you know, kind of like this moving thing, organic thing for me. Even you Mm -hmm. gave me a journal um, recommendation, right? Uh, which I used. I, I wasn't a huge fan of it, but I mm-hmm. tried it. Yeah, it was a six-minute journal. The six-minute, yep. I was using the five-minute journal. I really like that. I've even kind of got away from the five-minute journal, but it's just been an, an, another evolution for me, right? And where I'm at right now and what has really worked for me um, is uh, gratitude, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, when I can focus on what we have and be grateful for that, it helps me stay in the moment, Right. I don't want to think about the past. I really don't want to think too far into the future. You know, and I don't want to get too woo woo, but I have these big, huge goals that like, mm. if I told you my goals, you'd think I'm crazy, but I like to detach myself from them. Right. I want, I have my goals, but I detach myself from them so I can lit, stay in the moment, live in the now. Mm-hmm. And as long as I'm doing my meditation, my journaling and, and, and focusing on my goals that way, then I can detach myself from them. And if I don't give up, I will achieve those goals. So my journaling methodology is I, I write down my goals mm-hmm. that I'm thankful for my future goals as I've like, I've already achieved them. So for example, say, and, and I, I write it in like a letter format every morning. Okay. So I may say like, um, I say, dear, I say, dear God, just because that, that's, I say, dear God, right. And I just write a letter, really. So it's, dear God, um, thank you for my perfect health, right? Thank you for whatever you want. Some, I, I've been my hair's been thinning, so I thank you for my full head of hair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like real shit. Like I'm just like all the shit I want. I'm yeah, saying, exactly. Like, yeah, thank you for my twenty million dollar book of business, right? Yeah, thank you for my um, you know three you know whatever net worth, right? Thank you for all the stuff that I want. Thank you for the health of my family. Thank you for whatever. If you want cars, whatever you, you want, a big house. Thank you for all that, right? Um, and then at the end of the the, the uh, at the end of the journal, I always write um, thank you for three things. Which really, all, these three things really only matter, right? It's thank mm-hmm. you for continuing to grow and learn. Thank you for 
being surrounded by love and thank you for, um, you know, having exceptional, um, personal experiences. Mm-hmm. All, Cause all the other goals are just like, you know, I mean, health is super important. That's why I do. I start out the whole thing off with health. Can't do yep. anything if you don't have health. No, and then most of the stuff in there in between there is all like tangible stuff. Right. I mean, it's, you know, obviously there's family stuff in there too, but it's just things I want. Right. Yeah. You know, and a lot of that has to do with money. I like money. I love money. I love the things that can buy for me. I love my freedom with it. It's a lot yeah. of things with that. I like things. I like nice things. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of it's that. But at the end, if I really just was surrounded by love every day, right? I had amazing personal experiences, which means travel and all this other stuff. And I'm continuing to grow and learn, then mm-hmm. I'm good. And that's how I journal every morning, man. And and so Grow and learn, surrounded by love, personal experiences. You're writing those at the end of when you write down the things you're grateful for, just so, so if anyone wanted to copy those. Yeah, I might copy those myself. And that's how I do it. But everybody should be different, man. Yeah. So really, it's it, it's just taking all your big goals and write and and writing them in a format that you're thankful for having them. Yeah. Before you have, them. if you can master being grateful for something before you even have it, I'm telling you, you will change your life. Yeah, it's I'm glad that you're bringing this up because on a previous episode, Ralph Barcy talked about this. If you don't check that episode, go check it out. He talked about having an attitude of gratitude where he's doing something very similar, but he'll actually take it like a whole nother step. Like he writes it out. He edits it. I'm like, I don't really have time for all that, but he, he, he's a, he likes to write. So he likes to edit it and really he writes notes himself and he looks at them like from the previous year and two years or three years and see how he's grown. So, but this sounds like obviously that personal letter that you're sitting to in this case, God, I'm same way and saying, Hey, like these are the things that I'm grateful for as if they've already happened, which is a really big piece because what it's going to do is you're setting your, again, this is woo, but it's real, setting your attention out to universe, God, or spiritual, whatever. And then now you're letting people know, like, this is what I'm looking to accomplish. Right. And, but you have to take action behind it. Yeah, absolutely. That's it, man. That That's pretty much it. And I'm really big on staying in the moment. Right. So as my day and the chaos of my day starts to get crazy and, you know, sometimes, um, you know, listen, not everything goes my way, man. There's a lot of shit that doesn't happen the way that I want it to happen. And we have setbacks, this and that. But one of the biggest things for me is I call it the reverse gap, right? So mm. we're so focused on our goals, like, and, and how much shit we have to do to still achieve these big goals, right? But when I start getting into that space, it gets you in an ungrateful space. So I call it, that's the future, that's the forward gap. I call, we got to get into the fut- the reverse gap. So instead of yeah. thinking about all the stuff I got to do, I think about how far I've already come. Mm. And that boom puts me in an immediate state of gratitude, which allows me to stay in the moment and get back to focus. How many people do you think actually do the reverse gap? Like I don't know. I mean, everybody I've ever talked to about it, nobody does it. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. But I'm writing a book about all this stuff. I'm in, I'm in the middle of it. It's coming out soon. It's called just be, and it literally mm. is the creative process about literally everything that you and I just talked about, how to, how to meditate, how to journal, how to do the reverse gap, um, all this stuff, man. So I'm excited about it. It's going to be fun. That's for, you're the first person I told that I'm actually in the middle of it's almost done. It's almost done. I love it. Well, when it comes out, we'll definitely bring you back so that everyone can hear more about the book. I'm I'm excited based on what you've told so far. So we'll definitely bring you back on that. And woo woo shit. How did, they, we, we, we got to be talking about the woo woo stuff. So the reverse gap, 
I actually have never heard of that before. And it's something that I'm like, hmm, I, I, I need to do that because talk about the obstacle struggles and the stress that can happen for individuals that are not that won't do the reverse gap because they're so caught up in getting the next thing that they're actually not looking out the, all the things they've done up to this point. Yeah, I mean, listen, man, it's you know, it's 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 not a great way to live, dude, because there's mm. always more. Right. There's always more. There's always there's always more money. There's always somebody with a nicer car. You know, I think Jay Cole said something like that in one of his lines. But like there's always more, man. So you have to take a step back and think like, okay, you know, I can't keep chasing this stuff, which is making me unhappy because I don't have it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like um, things don't make you happy anyway. Like, you know, I, I feel like an idiot because 15 years ago I was writing my goals down and I was like, I want a, a Mercedes. <laughs> yeah. Like, bro, like, you know what I'm saying? Like the Mercedes doesn't do anything for you. Trust me. I'm telling mm. you, you know what I'm saying? Um, listen, I like nice things, nice cars. But my point is, is that like we have to be grateful for how far we've come because we've all come so far. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? How many times did you think like? you were in the worst situation in your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you laugh you about it. it. <laughs> you've made it through. You've made it through. If, you know, it's like I tell people, if you're living right now, you're going to make it through this. You know what I'm saying? Because you've made it through everything else that's happened in your life. And everybody's got a story and everybody's overcome challenges and everybody um, should be proud of the fact that they're still here and they're still trying to achieve their goals. And if you really sit down and think about it, you have a lot to be grateful for. Everybody does. Yeah. So I think that's an exercise for everyone listening in is, you know, take, take a moment, pause here and start looking at that reverse gap. What have you done so far that has been successful? What have you gone through that you didn't think you were going to go through and you did. So I really like the fact that you brought up the reverse gap. When do you remember when you started thinking about the reverse gap? Was there a scenario, an instance that occurred that made you be like, I need to do the reverse gap? No, it's definitely, I can't take credit for the reverse gap. Um, it's something I read or picked up somewhere. Um, okay. in some book. I, I wish I had, I wish I knew because I'd, I'd love that to give that, that value to the audience. But I, no, it's just something that I've read. I, I sure if you Google, actually, I know if you Google it, you can find some research on it because I've done some research on it on my own book. But yeah, just something I picked up along the way, man, just a nugget. Somebody gave me one time, you know what I'm saying? Like, just a just a great way to live because it puts you in a state of immediate gratitude, which helps you live in the moment and stop thinking about the future so much. Detachment is another thing. Yeah. We have to be able to have big goals, but then detach ourselves from it and just live in the moment. Like that's why, you know, people want to lose 20 pounds, but they can't detach themselves from that goal because every time they get up, every morning they get up, they get on the scale and they don't see any results. So they give up. That's the whole point. Like if you forgot about losing the 20 pounds and you just lived in the moment and ate healthy and exercised or whatever your weight loss plan is, right? Yep. I'm not a I'm not a doctor. I'm just saying, if you forgot about losing the 20 pounds and just did your daily disciplines every day in two weeks or three weeks or four weeks, you'd lose the 20. Yeah. That's what I do. I, for, I have these big goals. I forget them. I write them down, but then I detach myself from them. And I know that if I just do my journaling, do my meditation, do the next best action, I'm going to hit that goal. If I don't give up, that's the point. Yeah. That it's staying like it's being consistent. Right. And what we talked about is huge. 
Huge. Being consistent and focusing on what do I need to get done this, today, this week, and not looking at, I did this one thing, it didn't immediately happen, I'm done with it, right? I, there's a big core message of what you're sharing there. And that's why I like that you're drilling every morning, you're meditating every morning. Uh, let's go to the, the last thing you mentioned here, which was the exercise every day. So you have a gym inside of your house. What is your scheduling on working out? Is it early in the morning after you do your meditation and your journaling? Is it the end of the day? What? How do you go about this? Yeah, so I will. I will right off top. I would admit that the the exercise is you know the one I'm least consistent at. Mm. Um, really, because I don't like to exercise in the morning. I really like to. I really like because I wake up so early, right? So I'm up at four. I do my meditation, do my journaling, and then I I have clients on the East coast. So I really get ready to work. Right. Yeah. And the way I like to run my day is, you know, you know, four, do my stuff five to like two or three. And then I like to get my workout in like around two or three. Right. Okay. You know I'm saying take a shower and then go pick up my kids for school or whatever I got to do in the afternoon. Um, Sometimes it just doesn't happen for me. Um, I wish I, I not wish, but I need to be more consistent on the exercise, but I get a lot of exercise in, but to be honest with you, man, sometimes it's just a walk, like a walk outside. Mm. Um, you know, uh, we have a Peloton down there, you know, scheduling it, just a bike, man, like a 15 minute bike. Right. Um, just those types of things. As you, as you get older, you got to take care of your body. Um, you know, just, just in general, your muscle mass, uh, men and women starts to deteriorate 10 uh, percent every decade like you once you turn mm. 30 you know what I'm that's saying? crazy you can really reverse the signs of aging with lifting weights so i've been doing a lot of research on it but yeah it's just a matter of getting out i think everybody should be a member at a gym i've never had a gym a home member uh i've never had a home gym i've always been a, a gym membership guy you know what i'm saying like throughout my day um yeah. to the gym like in between meetings and things so it's a little bit of a change for me, but yeah, just being consistent. It's like anything else, man. It makes me feel so much better too. Yeah. I mean, it's a key. I've always heard, you know, going there, it, it sucks, but once it's over, it's over and you feel really good. But I think the one thing that you're mentioning, I've also started to get into it as well is walking, like literally walking 30 minutes, 20 minutes after work that doesn't require anything too crazy. And it's in anybody can go do these things. Yeah, I think walking is huge. And I've just started to pick up walking myself because we moved right down into the city and mm -hmm. we used to walk everywhere and I loved it. But, you know, walking and meditating at the same time is another kind of hidden gem because mm. because especially in nature. So if you're trying to manifest things and you're trying to like when you're in nature, like whether by water or in, a, in the forest or something like that, you're really in tap with the universe and like. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And like the abundance of, of, of this, this, this vast world. Um, and when you're moving, you change your state mm -hmm. and changing your state while you're visualizing can be super powerful. That's why a lot of good people get their idea, their best ideas in the shower. You're taking a shower changes your state as well. I get a lot of my good ideas in the shower and it's just because I've changed my state. And I've had a lot of success with walking meditation in nature as well. If you could do that, that's huge. You can knock two things out with one time. But yeah, like I said earlier, man, you don't. Have, I'm not trying to be Mr. Olympia. I'm just trying to get some movement. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? And uh, the state, is there a different, is it just like, it just changes your state and that's like, that's the point? Or are there different states that you can get to to elevate your thinking? 
Yeah. So I'm not a huge expert on this. Tony Robbins yeah. talks about changing your state a lot. That's why he yep. does cold showers and I don't do cold showers, like cold plunges and things like that. But um, I think just movement in general um, is, is very, very powerful um, in it while you're, you're, while you're meditating. I've had a lot of success doing that. Some of the, and when I've been down, some of the worst times, like when I've been super down, like yeah. really down, down, not like emotionally, I'm just saying like, you know, 20 years ago when I was like, um, just walking and visualizing literally was like, it changed my, changed my life. It helps with anxiety too. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, most people listening in probably due to obviously the roles that they're in. Yes. There are a lot of success you can get from it, but there's also high anxiety that comes with that. So everything we're talking about, meditating, journaling, exercising, the walk and the meditating while in nature, these are all things that everybody could be doing. You know, as we are coming out of summer, we're going into fall. Uh, these are things you can take a walk in nature would not be a bad thing to do. Now I want to go to one thing before we go to the last question we always ask everybody. I want to go back to journaling and something you talked about Earlier in the conversation, you mentioned that you grew up with a single mom home and also dad was in jail. Do you did you also use the journaling to reflect on the past and write out those feelings that you had during those times or is it solely focused on the grateful piece? Yeah, so it's a good question. No, no, I have not. I haven't used it as like a therapeutic kind of exercise. Um, I, I go to therapy for that because we all we all need that. Um, to talk to those emotions, but no, but, but, but you bring up a good point. So my good friend, Anthony trucks, I don't know if anybody knows Anthony trucks. Shout yeah. Out he's uh, actually uh, came on the podcast. Yeah. Good yeah. guy. Good guy. Yeah. yeah. Great guy. So shout out to him. He, he invited me to this amazing experience where, um, you, you, uh, you craft a letter for your kids, um, while they're still alive so that when you pass away, they'll be, have that to read for them. It was this amazing experience he invited me to. And part of that process, right, was to write a letter to your father. This is just a, this is a dad thing, right? To write a letter to your father um, that, he, you know, from him that he never got you, right? So as you can experience, as you can imagine, me not knowing my dad, him not being around, right? That was a very um, interesting experience for me. But I say that to say, I think absolutely 100% you can use journaling as a therapeutic exercise like that. And I think it would really, really help um, just for me in my space. I mm -hmm. like it. I like to use it as a goal setting kind of, you know, um, you know, future forward thing. Love it. No, I appreciate you sharing that. The kids thing is actually really interesting. If anyone wants to tap into that, definitely suggest you trying that out. Um, but as we wrap out this interview, Anthony, appreciate you giving us so much guidance, a lot of tips here, a lot of things that people can do immediately, which is the goal of this podcast here. But the last question we always ask people is what is the best advice that you received recently? Mm. The best advice that I've received recently, you know, I think, I think, the biggest theme of of uh, some of the future success, I'm sorry, some of the success I've had like recently is um, just talking to people and looking back on what I've done recently mm -hmm. and things is I think the biggest differentiator, man, the biggest separator right now, especially in the social media space where everything's fucked up and people think you can accomplish things and like, you know, you know, in, in a ridiculous amount of time is that two things. One is nothing happens overnight. Like 
You know what I'm saying? It took me 10 long years to really achieve like the success that I was happy with, like 10 years. If I'd known, because, and when I started, I was like, oh, this will only take me, this is, you know, I'll be, I'll be successful the way I want in a year or two. Like, you know what I'm saying? If I knew it was going to take me 10, I may not even have started. (laughs) Yeah. Like people need to, I want to teach my, I need to teach my kids this. Like you need to understand like shit takes time. So I'm always playing long game now. I'm never, ever put myself in a position where I'm trying to achieve something that really matters in a short amount of time because I know it's not going to happen. So I'm always playing long game. Um, I think that's the first thing. And then the second thing is um, you have to the biggest differentiator from what I've seen is that the people that really make it and this sounds cliche because I think you hear it a lot on social now is that. Um, you have to do the things that you need to do, the daily disciplines that you and I talked about, the journaling, the meditation, whatever it is for you, yep. even when you don't feel like it. That really separates you from the pack. Like doing the shit, the exercise, cold calling, you and I have been big cold callers, do making those dials when you don't want to, you know, exercising when you don't want to, doing the shit you know you have to do, even though you don't want to, is the biggest differentiator in the space right now. I agree that it really is that and being consistent in what, and doing them and being like, you know what? Yeah, I, I really don't want to do this today, but that's what's going to make you better. And that's what's going to make you stand out. So, Andy, appreciate you sharing that. Uh, where can people find you if they want to connect with you? Yeah, man, I appreciate you having me on. It was it was uh, it was a good time. So everything um, is on Anthony Eisenman uh, at Anthony Eisenman on on uh, on Instagram. So you go to go to my uh, Instagram handle. And um, I have a bunch of free resources for salespeople. Just click the link in my bio. You can get to to my free resource page. You can get to my books on Amazon. Um, You can get to basically everything you need to from at Anthony Eisenman on IG. Awesome. Once again, Anthony, thanks for coming on the One Up For The Podcast and sharing your wisdom, your nuggets with us. And as always, y'all, one up and we'll see you all soon.